Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Hey, I'm Stephen Lowe. I'm author of three books, uh, Overcoming Gravity, Overcoming Poor Posture, and Overcoming Tenace. And I also have a background uh, BS in biochemistry, and I'm a physical therapist by trade. I love, thank you. <laughs> we do a little pre-discussion, and I warn guests that I'm not doing intros just because I can't do as many of these shows as I want if I have to like prepare bios and stuff. Um, but I think the the way that you introduced yourself exactly plays into this train of thought that I've had, which is, so what you've accomplished is exceptional. Let, let's just be clear. But it's, I'm going to say it seems obvious. Like as soon as I started talking to you, I'm like, oh, I, I see how, how like you think. And I see how you like to organize things because I, I have the same, I do that too. Um, so I think that's kind of a, people would look at what you've accomplished and they're like, okay, that's obvious. I can't do it. I, I don't, I don't see how he pulled it off. How would you do all of that work? These are not pamphlets that you wrote the I've read. Um, I think I've read all of your blog posts and like, you know, Steve's idea of a blog post is not, you know, five tips to improve your six pack abs. Like, no, no, this is like a deep dive with references. Um, so it seems, I'm going to say clear how you went from all of this knowledge to create these really good products. Um, and I'm wondering, one of the things I'm always curious about is how do people with really great minds like that, how do you decide when to stop doing something or, or like, how do you like, so overcoming gravity, how many years old is overcoming gravity? Is this like five years? Uh, the first edition was published in 2011 and the second in 2016. So, so 10 like years for the yeah, 10, 10 year years old, then. like labor of love. How do you like, just does it, does it continuously long tail? Like I have to take care of this baby forever or how do you at some point say, okay, that was a thing that I did and I'm no longer putting more energy into that. Like just, those are the kinds of questions I have about how do people decide when to let a spinning plate fall and focus on the other 23. Yeah, I think that plays into, I guess, a larger discussion about like um, people's sports background. So I initially was into like gymnastics as I was growing up and did some in college. Um, and that's how I ended up writing um, the Overcoming Gravity book. Um, but, you know, over the course of training for probably more than a decade, you know, it gets a little stale because gymnastics is very... Um, on form and you're doing lots of repetitive movements over time. So I kind of pivoted a little bit into parkour and climbing after that, which have a, a lot more variation, I would say. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I guess a similar thing with what I was doing um, with the book. So moving on from, you know, overcoming gravity to different areas, um, similar like uh, overcoming poor posture and overcoming tendinitis. Uh, basically you can stick with one thing i guess if it's profitable in that regard like people do you know jeff bezos of amazon has been grinding you know as a ceo for 20 plus years um until he i guess he retired recently um but you know if they're growing their baby and it, you know they're extremely successful at it they can stick with it um however i guess for most of us uh i guess quote unquote content creators, um, branching out is probably the, the most, the best way to be su successful at least. Um, but at least with overcoming gravity, my thought process with it is that, you know, I, I evaluate the book on like how much is changed in science over time and how much more new info I can put into it. So, um, I've decided at this point that there's not enough to 
warrant like a third edition. So um, I, I won't be putting my time and effort into that, at least yet, unless um, there's a lot more changes in right, uh, the science. Happens. Yeah, the science field or like I have a lot of more different ways to think about progressing with exercises and such on that. Do you find that, um, do you, do you find that you tend to skate off of others ideas or do things like uh, nobody in, has inspiration in a vacuum, but do things like just come to you? So like when you picked working on tendonitis, like I'm thinking like, mm, it kind of sounds like from what I read on your blog that this came from a tendonitis issue that you had. And then it was kind of like, screw this, the gloves are coming off. I want to figure out how to fix this. And then that turns into a project. So that's like something that came from you, um, I'm guessing. Or, or do you find that you see people, you know, like, oh, there's that question. Oh, and there's the question again. And then here it is in a different um, realm or a different context. And then it's like, then that question is like, well, um, I could look into that. Like, so I'm just wondering, like, are you, does your inspiration seem to come from within or without? Um, it, it's a strong mix of both. Um, generally, you get a lot of questions, um, especially in like regard to posture and injuries from a lot of different people. Um, I've been members of, you know, dozens of message, bo message boards over the past 20 years. So, right. um, when discussing training and injuries, you get a lot of repetitive stuff, um, like posture, tendonitis, all, all these different things coming up. Um, but then also as well, you know, I, I have had tendonitis in the past. So, um, just approaching that with, in regard to my own experience. And then also as a phys physical therapist who has treated that, um, there was and slash is still, you know, a, a lot of interest on getting back to that, um, especially from, you know, gymnastics, parkour and climbing, which mm -hmm. I have been heavily involved with. Yeah. What is it about climbing? <laughs> I fancy myself a rock climber. Uh, what is it about climbing that, um, makes it unput downable. Like, cause e even if you're climbing, I don't know if you're climbing indoors or outdoors or sport or trad or whatever, but no matter where you do it, there's seasons to it. Like you, you just can't go to the indoor rock climbing gym and climb every day for an hour. Like it's just eventually you're like, yeah, no, I, I, something else came up and I took a break for a couple months. Um, but if you're climbing outdoors, there's literally seasons. And I'm just wondering if you keep going back to it, what is it about that, that, that uh, scratches an itch or opens up uh, a wedge, you know, a space in your mind? I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that there are grades. I mean, similar in gymnastics, like there's grading, difficulty gradings of different moves. So um, my analytical mind, at least, likes to, you know, problem solve each different type of problem, whether it's, you know, it's like burly pinchy type of stuff or maybe slab which i hate still but <laughs> need to get better at it um or any other different types of climbs um small crimpy holds um i like the i guess not i wouldn't say i'm addicted but i do like the feeling of um improving and pushing my limits i i'm drawn and i'm i'm, I'm wondering if your experience is the same i'm drawn to the one of the things that drew me to parkour although I would say I'm an, AD, an ADD guy rather than a parkour. But anyway, um, one of the things that drew me to parkour was the objective reality of it. Like you either did or did not, whatever it was. And and par, rock climbing is the same way. <laughs> you know, you either can figure out, I, I'm, 
I get like mentally sucked into um, bouldering problems because I just love the whole starting concept. And I have a friend of mine who's like a dyed in the wool trad alpinist climber who was like bouldering. Dude, you're like two inches off the ground. What are you doing? And then he kind of came around to agree with me that like, well, traditional climbing is just a long sequence of bouldering starts. <laughs> it's just boulders start up to be just keep doing those and eventually you're up higher. So I love the the problem solving that you mentioned and that that um but there's there's something magical about it. Um I'm always reminded of what's the Marvel cinematic universe, uh Tahiti, it's a magical place. Uh Agents of Shield, Agent Colson. Anyway, I'm always fascinated by how it doesn't seem to get old. So I find a problem and it, the problems are all the same. It's like transfer your weight <laughs> from the ground to some set of hold. Like it's really the same thing all the time. But you go back to the same boulder. I have, but well, there's a boulder field behind my house. You go back to the same boulder field and it's like, oh, this is completely different than it was yesterday. So there's something about that objective reality that happens in parkour, in, in most people's idea of parkour, and that happens in climbing, whether it's indoors or outdoors. And I'm just wondering if there are, have you put any thought into like, really, what is it about that? If you agree with the objective reality thing, why does that, that attracts my monkey brain? Like I'm on that. Um, and also, are there other activities that you've seen that you maybe have avoided or that you haven't really had the time for yet that you think might also have that same aspect to it? Hmm. I haven't really thought about the (laughs) first question as much. Um, but I I would suspect that, um, especially with outdoor rock climbing, um, it's, it interests us because, um, most of us love the outdoors and getting outdoors, but then it also involves, you know, uh, physical ability and the ability to like, you know, throw yourself at a problem and, you know, work on overcoming those limits and, um, investigating, um, I guess once you get to, I guess, higher grades, um, there's very subtle movements that can either make something feel really easy or like totally impossible. So that that's one of the really, um, interesting and tricky things about climbing. Hmm. The infinite regress, that subtle infinite regress. Um, right. Were you going to say something about other, you, you mentioned the first part of the question, it sounded like you were going to say something about other areas or other fields where maybe you see the similar thing that might interest you? Yeah, I, I haven't thought about that too much as well, but um, I, I think I, get, I, w- I would expect that um, maybe similar things would apply to more outdoor stuff. So I don't know. I'm, I haven't gone like uh whitewater rafting or, or before or anything but um think things like that um that are i guess maybe a little bit more high high adrenaline and require um significant amount of skill not to hurt yourself <laughs> right yeah. yeah there's there's a flow state aspect to um i have done a little bit like you know two or three times you know in a raft with somebody else driving a little bit of whitewater rafting and yeah, it's just like, well, I have a small amount of input here, you know, like I could do yeah. this or I can do that, but pretty much we're going downhill, you know, and I don't prefer to go downhill in rock climbing, but there's an aspect of, I have a, an envelope of affect here where I can, you know, and if I'm, whoops, bit off more than I can chew, then it, it's going to come out a certain way, no matter oh, what yeah. I do, <laughs> learn to bail. So I think that that's part of it for me that, that scratches that, that like sort of want to dance 
with the, I don't want to dance with the safety part of it, but I want to dance with the, the envelope of control. I don't know. It's like a term from aircraft of like, what's the flight envelope. And if you go out of it too slow, too fast, too high, any direction, you're yeah. no longer flying. So. Yeah. One of the things that I would say I don't want to do is just like repetitive movement type uh, activities or disciplines. So like uh, just like long distance running, not for me, like I already, you know, grind on, uh, I, I guess like body weight and gymnastic stuff pretty much all day. <laughs> Why would I want to grind my exercise on doing a, like a repetitive movement over time? Yeah. I've often thought about, it. I really, I really should take up swimming. Um, when I was a, a little kid, my grandparents had a in-ground swimming pool and we used to be over there all the time. And that it never was enough that I was really in shape from it, but it's just such like every time I get in a pool, it's like, oh, well, let's go in the pool. All right, how about don't touch the bottom for 45 minutes? And I'm a really good swimmer, certified scuba diver. I've done a lot, but like 45 minutes is like, That's you start getting pretty efficient with like, well, I'm going to tip my head back and just leave my nose out of the water and just kind of skull. And there's just something about the water that attracts uh, not everybody, but a lot of people. And I've often thought, that if I'm going to grind, I should go grind in a swimming pool somewhere would be a good way to do it. Um, just like sprung to mind when you talked about grinding at it. Cause I running is something that really pays dividends for me. If I get off my lazy ass and run, especially because I have half a clue, I know how to run. I run in minimalist shoes and I've done it for years. So it's like I can run a mile and a half without hurting myself or hurting my knees. But it's just like, it sucks. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. I'm saying. It's like, I, just, I think it sucks every step of the way. And I, I, maybe I need a running part. I don't know. There's just something about running that just does not, does not attract my, my shiny syndrome. Um, but yeah, anyway. same. I, I do like hiking though. Cause that has, I guess you're, you're accomplishing something and you know, you're I mean, taking the sights and yeah. the path is kind of variable. Uh, but just like straight running around, you know, uh, a track or something that's yeah. uh, not for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what again, I, sometimes I forget to tell people in advance when Craig Blake locks up, it's not because he thinks you're boring. It's cause I have too many things I want to ask. <laughs> so how about what's, um, what's something that you would say, um, people get wrong about you? Um, hmm. that's an interesting question. Which I stole from probably from Tim Ferriss, but somewhere. <laughs> um, I think people, I guess because um, a lot of stuff I write is so in depth, um, I think people tend to tunnel in on particular concepts, um, maybe in the book or um, in posts I wrote, and not, you know, get the overall picture that I'm trying to present. And maybe that has something to do with my clarity of writing um, or the voluminous nature of it. Um, but um, yeah, my, my real goal is, you know, to teach people the concepts they need to know to implement in their training. So um, the, the maxim I usually use is uh, the old, give a man a fish and you feed him mm -hmm. for a day, teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. Um, so uh, my real goal is to get people thinking about how to apply all these different concepts to their own training or injuries or um, whatever they are working on and be able to do things for themselves. Um, so, you know, if people come to me asking tons of questions, I'll, I'll help them out. But, you know, if they're constantly repetitively doing things, they're, they're probably stuck in an overanalyzing or 
paralysis by analysis uh, type of yeah. mentality and need to break out of that. Um, first of all, I applaud your your uh, your mission, your urge, your desire to teach people concepts because, um, yeah, the whole, I, I often say, you teach a man to fish, you piss him off forever. But yes, I, I totally know what you mean <laughs> right. about, yeah, when you show people how to do things or even if you can just implant a, a curiosity or, or like fan the flames of their curiosity, then, you know, they'll go figure out, maybe they find something that you wouldn't have even thought of. Um, are there, um, I, I want to ask, are there ways that you found work better for um, giving them, like, cause they need a certain amount of curiosity in, in order to like zoom out and like take the concepts with them because it's not like you get that concept. You can't just, um, how about if I use my words, if you give someone a concept, they're not going to immediately be able to apply that, you know, useful concepts are sort of these bigger things. And then from the concept, I can get a bunch of like heuristics or rules of thumb or, or things I should do or not do. So it's, it's actually really tricky to get them to be interested in a concept unless they're already like interested in learning at that, at that level or at that scale. So I'm, I'm wondering if there are things you've discovered that seem to work better at like instilling curiosity or giving them like the urge to figure out, wait, what is the bigger picture? Since you've had multiple exercises here, uh, I didn't mean to use the word exercise, like in physiology, I mean, like you've gone through the practice of creating a, a thing that in, in, includes detail and concepts. So I'm wondering if you have any insight as to like what works better for getting people to think at that level. Yeah, I, I think that, um, actually getting people to start doing something. So the thing I do with people who have like paralysis by analysis is usually I, I tell them, okay, look, um, the, the stuff, the questions I'm answering for you about th these particular concepts, um, is generally what works best for, I would say many or most people. Um, but you may actually be the person who may be the exception, but you don't know yet. Right. So you actually need to train and learn how your specific body is learn adapting to the exercise, um, you know, usually for good or maybe a little less than optimal, then you can kind of tweak it a little bit and make some changes based on what you're seeing and potentially get better results or maybe worse results, but then you know what works better for your body. So um, basically directing their curiosity to um, the trial and error approach, which helps them learn more about their specific mm -hmm. uh, situation and away from like the conceptual learning. So um, basically directing them from the conceptual learning into the actual application. And then the curiosity should go from, okay, I'm doing well with this particular training method. Mm -hmm. um, and then, okay, maybe I can try this other one and see if it works better for me. Um, and then you have these sorts of people can categorize uh, what works best for them and in the per different particular training methods. Nice. That's, the, um, that's a really good answer. It's also a really good way to present the idea of how to instill, how to, how to do that. Thank you. Um, it, yeah. So I'll just say <laughs> looking at the time um, and of course the final question, three words to describe your practice probably have to go with eat move improve that was my original website um, before i moved to stephenlow.org um basically um those are 
pretty much the most important concepts in being living healthy and, you know, doing well with your body, uh, especially in uh, the areas I'm associated with, which is, you know, the gymnastics parkour and climbing performance, um, but also, you know, living a, a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Those are three great words. I, it, I don't want to say it never ceases to amaze me, but it it never ceases to amaze me that people have, um, there's something about three, (laughs) I think something magical (laughs) about asking for three words, two would be really hard Four might be too big of a question, but I think those are three great words. Um, so thanks. I thought about going with like teach, teach a man to fish or something, but I think it's (laughs) too many, too many (laughs) words to get clever. I know what you mean. (laughs) Teach man fish. (laughs) Yeah. Teach man fish. That's good. No, eat, move, improve is vastly better than a fishing metaphor. Um, (laughs) Steven, thanks for jumping on the call for taking the time. Really appreciate it. It was a distinct pleasure to get a chance to meet you and have a chat. Thanks. Yeah, this is good. Uh, definitely different than I've, I've done before. So glad to be on, uh, maybe in the future we can be on again.